Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast live on a Friday afternoon. Hope everyone is doing well today. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me to get this weekend started right is Justin, the one and only hillbilly boy, Campbell. What's up, man? Not too much. It's been a been a good week around here. It's been hot and, and dry. I need some rain for my garden, but otherwise it's been a good week. We got a lot of yard work done. Got another part of the garden chilled up, cleaned out a garage, all kinds of fun stuff. Sounds like some serious adulting going on over there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the last uh, couple of days were no picnic for me. I, I got to tell you, these fucking airlines, man, the balls on these airlines, it, it, they're completely out of control. They've, they've turned traveling, which kind of always sucked my entire life because I didn't do a lot of flying pre-9-11. So I think pretty much all my flying was exclusively after TSA and all this shit that, you know, has just made flying miserable. You never know what you can pat. Like, can I bring this on? Can I bring that on the plane? Or should I check this? Should I check how much is it to check the bag? And now there's like 15 different kinds of flight options for each airline. You know, there's one that includes nothing. And then there's one that gives you one carry on. And there's one that gives you two carry ons. And then you check it back. And it's just like, you have to do so much fucking work to figure out the goddamn flight which I did long time ago. I booked this flight probably three months ago, maybe more than three months ago. I booked this flight uh, round trip and they changed my, my return flight like a month ago, I guess. I, apparently I got an email about it, but you know, you use your junk email for this shit. So like, yeah, changes have been made to your flight. And it was, it was a, it was an indirect flight with one stop in Mexico city for about two hours, two hour layover, like early morning flight, two hour layover. I'm where I should be, where I want to be by like 1130, 12 o'clock in the afternoon on June 1st. They changed the flight to 10 a.m. May 31st with a 20 hour layover, (laughs) an overnight layover in Mexico City. Just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Did I lose you? I think I lost Justin. Hopefully this is still recording. Oh, he's okay. His computer locked. He, he, all right, I'll just keep ranting. Justin might have already heard this. So I, I call the airline and I'm like, dude, can you guys get me on a different flight? <laughs> like, like there's a million flights going to where I'd like to go. There's at least 15 that I'm looking at. None of them are overnight. 
uh, layovers and they're like, well, yeah, we can do that for you and you won't have to pay any change fees. I'm like, great. And they'll put me on one. Like you just have to pay the price difference, which at this point, you know, it's like a day before the flight. <laughs> so the, I, I, they were going to charge me the equivalent of an entire new flight to uh, book something that didn't have the 20 hour layover. And I was like, all right, well, you know, Mexico city, I can spend the day there and I can actually, you know, they have 24 hour lounges at the Mexico city airport. I'll just fucking sleep at the lounge for a couple. I'll just get bombed that night, maybe sleep for a couple hours and get up for the flight and it'll suck, but you know, whatever I can deal with it. And so then like the day before I'm leaving, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my flight and it's, they changed the airport as well. There are two sit two airports in Mexico city. One is in Mexico city that you'd think of like right in downtown Mexico city. The other is an hour outside of the fucking town, 45 minutes to an hour in the middle of fucking nowhere. Guess which airport I get to spend 20 hours at the one in the middle of nowhere. And so then, I'm, and they don't have 24 hour lounges. The lounges close at 10 o'clock at night and they open at like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. It's like, all right, so now I got to get an Airbnb and I don't want to be too far from the fucking airport because I got an early morning flight and there's really no point to going all the way into town because I'm only going to be there for a few hours and then go to sleep. So I got like an Airbnb is like 15 minutes away. Um, I go there, the internet's down. <laughs> so, now, so now there's no TV, there's no books, there's nothing. Um, I can't get... I can't even use data internet on my phone for some reason. Everything was being throttled. And so yeah, it was just an awful night, awful night. I ended up putting, I had like a book on tape or an audio book, <laughs> book on tape. I sound like a fucking 80 year old man. <laughs> I ended up listening to like an audio book and just falling asleep at like nine o'clock. I woke up at midnight and the internet was back on, but it was just, yeah, just a fucking miserable experience the entire day. The flight, the original flight, um, not the original, my first flight of the day was delayed two and a half hours as well. I, I went to the lounge in the in the Merida airport and they were giving me, dude, these pours of wine, I promise you, two sips, two and a half if I was like really trying to take my time. And that was like 15 minutes before this chick would come around with the bottle again. It was absolutely, I could not catch a goddamn break on May 31st. And... Uh, I just couldn't believe that they can change the, the flight to a completely different day. It's like, well, you arrive the same day. It's like, yeah, but I'm leaving the day before. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now I got to get a fucking Airbnb for the night. They won't check your bags all the way to your destination. So I had to get my bags in, in Mexico City, take them to the Airbnb, bring them back, recheck them the next day, which they didn't, they didn't even try to fucking charge me for, by the way. If they did, I would have lost my shit. At that point, it would have been cheaper for me to just buy a completely new plane ticket one way with checked bags. It would have been cheaper than the whole ordeal. And it would have been a direct flight and, and no fucking problems. But God damn it. Have they made flying absolutely unbearable? Anyway. Every time, every time you travel, you have something like this come up. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. And people want like people like, why are you always like fucking? I'm worried. I'm anxious when I travel. I'm like, something's going to go wrong. Like what, how are they going to fuck me? Every time I engage in something, that's the first question. I'm like, how am I going to get fucked here? What's going to happen? And people are like, you need to think more positive. Cause like you bring it on yourself or like you manifest it. And I was like, I wasn't manifesting shit until they fucking changed this flight. 
and then they wouldn't fucking put me on a new flight and like i did it was just around every corner was a kick in the fucking nuts and um i don't know i don't feel like i manifested it i was in a pretty fucking bad mood on uh what two days ago not much better what a difference a day makes that's i when i was uh when i was living in pennsylvania and i had the kids here I would, I flew down a couple times once for like Thanksgiving and another time for like a different visit. And uh, it was such a pain in the ass to go to the airport to get the flight. Once I got here to either have to get a rental car or have somebody pick me up, like all the bullshit. Like, and from granted, I'm not, you know, traveling to Mexico or anything, but like from where I was coming to here, it was like 14 hour drive. So I just started driving. Like I, I'd load up on snacks and bullshit, put it all in my truck. I'd set a, I had a little tablet. I'd set like prop it up on the dashboard and put a movie or something on. And I just run and I, that's, I drive everywhere. I, I almost will not fly just because I, I hate fucking with the airports and bullshit. Like if, if somebody's, if I'm going somewhere on like a business trip or something and they're sending me there and somebody else is going to pay for the tickets and stuff, then yeah, yeah I'll take that. I'm like, Make sure you give me, you know, a long layover wherever. If I have to, if I have a connecting flight, like give me a long layover. I don't want to. Don't have to worry I don't want to be rushed. Yet. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, like, if it's up to me, I'm not flying. Yeah. Well, and it was just it was the classic mistake by me. I don't know why I try to fucking roll the dice and gamble with this. I should know better at my advanced age that it's just not going to work out. I'm trying to save a few bucks, you know, because I'm I'm taking this vacation in about three weeks and I'm spending a, a lot of money on that. So I'm like, I don't want to fucking spend a ton of money on this thing. And so I'm trying to save like a couple hundred dollars and it ends up just being a fucking nightmare. I was like, why didn't I just spend the goddamn money? I ended up spending it pretty much anyway. And I made myself fucking absolutely miserable. But, you know, how else am I going to start off a Friday night podcast if I don't have a, a complaint about flying <laughs> and the airlines? Uh, uh, well, yeah, you know, the, at least the moral, uh, of, the at least... Story, the moral <laughs> of the story is, dude, just fucking spend the, spend the extra money and don't be miserable. It's usually it's usually worth it. I say at least they don't have a uh, mass. Well, at least most of them don't have mask mandates or anything like that anymore to fly. You can just travel freely. Isn't it amazing how quickly that disappeared? Yeah. With all the With no apologies, no nothing. And everybody, like nobody is wearing them on planes anymore. Um, at, at least over here, I still see them out in public and some of like the restaurants will uh, servers will wear them and things like that. But it's like, wow, dude, people were fucking so paranoid to travel and they're I'm staying home. I've stayed home for two years. They're like fucking proud of themselves. And then it comes out new study out of Israel. If you thought the if you thought the mortality rate of covid from age zero to 50 was like minuscule, you know, like. I don't know. You had like a 99% chance of living, 98.6% chance of living. Uh, it turns out that if you don't have any comorbidities, you had zero chance of dying from COVID. Nobody, not one fucking person from 18 to 49, I think it is in this study. 
that uh, nobody died of COVID that didn't have at least one comorbidity. Not one single healthy person. 18 to 49. I mean, that's young, relatively speaking. But like 48, 49, that's not that young. That's middle-aged. None of them died unless they had fucking comorbidities. Man, if only there was a podcast out there telling you not to fucking freak out about this. This this paragraph right here is pretty uh, pretty damning as well. A study published last year analyzing data from the Israel National Emergency Medical Services found a shocking 25% spike in emergency service, service calls due to cardiac arrest for patients aged 16 to 39 taking place from January to May of 2021. Wonder what else was happening around January to May of 2021, especially in high, high numbers in Israel. Like very, very oh, high. Israel compliance. Israel's compliance with the jab was uh, basically 100. <laughs> percent It was as close to 100 percent as you could get, dude. Zero, zero fucking people. It's unbelievable how fucking, how small of a deal this was, and how out of control. The entire fucking world went 18 to 49. Nobody without comorbidities died of COVID. Not one fucking person. And yes, um, now there's people fucking dying of cardiac arrest. We don't know exactly why. Nobody seems to be interested in looking into it. It's like, oh, a 25% spike. Okay, how are we going to explain that? Uh, Not interested. Not interested in even uh, asking the question. We're just supposed to be like, yep, yep, that's normal. Well, that's like I was talking about it with a friend, you know, like what normally happens with these vaccines and different things that get tested and, and whatever is they do all these clinical trials and everything. And then they get to cherry pick the data from the clinical trials and, and they sort out anything that doesn't give the exact. Uh, I've done an episode back in December on the um, evidence based medicine and the way that they go about doing their research and stuff for that. And like the way that they cherry pick the data. And then they they dismiss anything that doesn't give them the exact expected result from these trials. And then they publish all of this, send it out to the selected uh, doctors and medical professionals to, to rubber stamp it and give it the peer-reviewed status. And then they can say, see, safe and effective. And like... It's you did, but you didn't get the full picture. In fact, if you're lucky, you're getting like 30 to only 30 to 40 percent of the actual data and the actual results that they got from these from the full studies, because the rest of it, they weeded it out because it didn't tell them what they wanted to see or wanted to know. And uh, the stuff that they didn't want the public to know, I guess, is more accurate, whereas they didn't do that with any of these. You know, we had Project Warp Speed and it put the whole thing on display that we got to see the clinical trials being done live in real time and they couldn't just they couldn't just like cover it up and dismiss it and the more they tried to cover it up and dismiss it the more people became concerned and curious and started asking questions and then youtube channels are getting nuked and all kinds of other stuff yeah you have to realize like you have to know the game that they're playing here and it was blatantly obvious to me i think by april of 2020 that they were completely full of shit we got like I remember when we got first got the numbers out of New York and there was like no young people dying from this. Um, and then, you know, every time they reported on the numbers, it was like 
they would never give you the age of anybody that would die. It was just like, oh, this person died of COVID. This person died of COVID. It's like, well, how old were they? Why aren't they giving you the age? Why aren't they telling me more information about the people that are dying? And it's like, oh, they were fucking 80. They're 85. They're 90. They had fucking, uh, you know, they weighed 450 pounds. They had diabetes and hypertension and high blood pressure. Let's, I remember I was, I was talking about it with uh, some people at work at the time. It's like nobody who's like young and is dying of this. Like it's all old people and most of them are already like on their way out. And, and this one guy who uh, he like triple masked everywhere he went and was all about like all of it. He's like, no, no, there was this 12 year old somewhere. So I went and I looked it up. This 12 year old like was born with all kinds of like really bad health disorders and stuff. And like happened to get COVID and it just completely fucked this kid up bad. But th- yeah. like that's the example that the, the people who were pushing it would use is they would find like the most outrageous extreme case where it's like literally a one in a million type of a thing. And they're like, oh, but look, it did it to this one 12 year old. So that means yes. they can't go yes. to school again. Nobody's, and they- saying, nobody's saying that nobody's ever going to die from this. It's just the overwhelming odds were in your favor if you were relatively healthy and relatively young. This was nothing to worry about. Nice, dude. I still see kids walking around like teenagers with masks on and shit. And I'm just like, wow, these fucking kids. I couldn't imagine being that fucking like a teenaged kid. And you're going to wear your mask around. It's like, dude, I wouldn't even wear like a bicycle helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? My, uh, my daughter had her honors banquet or honors uh, award ceremony thing uh, a few weeks ago at the end of school. And there was one kid and his mom sitting in front of me that had masks on. And, and I asked my daughter afterwards, I was like, what's up with that kid? He's like, and she said, oh, he always wears a mask and his mom is like some crazy person He's like that. But nobody, like literally nobody, an auditorium with like 400 people in it. And these two are the only ones that had a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. All these, all these schools that were closed down for years. And the teachers are complaining. I don't feel safe going back there. Zero uh, percent chance. Zero percent chance of anybody in that school dying. Uh, for sure, any of the kids. Maybe you had some old teachers or something. Um, but yeah, I, I remember the the school that my mom worked at. They opened up early, and by early, you know, like twenty twenty one or something. You know, like halfway through that, and they're going through all these protocols. They're like wiping down the desks after each class, and like making sure the kids aren't uh, they're, they're social all this stupid shit and i'm just like this is so goddamn stupid to be doing this this far into the pandemic that we now know is complete and utter bullshit complete bullshit the the there's another thing that i sent you about the cdc they had some conference or something where uh 90% of the people there were vaccinated and they had a breakout hundred percent of the people that got COVID were vaccinated. <laughs> Embarrassing CDC outbreak drops a nuclear bomb on the safe and effective narrative. The CDC held a conference in April. 99.4% of the 1,800 attendees had at least one dose. A COVID outbreak occurred and 181 tested positive. All of the 181 cases, all 100% were vaccinated. So after turning neighbors on neighbors, forcing people out of work and killing and injuring countless people in the name of slowing the spread, a nearly 100% compliant crowd can't even slow the spread of its own event. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, it's it's a fucking joke. The whole thing is a goddamn joke. And think of all of the ridiculous things you did in the name of protecting yourself from COVID-19. Wiping down your groceries, showering after a fucking airplane, uh, you know, ride or whatever. Um, putting the mask on when you walk through the door of a of a restaurant or a bar, and then taking it off. Wearing your mask outside, uh, wearing your mask alone in the car, cutting a hole in the mask and playing your flute through it. Um, where I saw somebody here parasailing with a mask on. Parasailing. You're up uh, 300 feet in the air by yourself. There were the like, <laughs> there were like public pools and stuff that literally put signs out telling people not to wear their masks in the pool because it increased their risk of drowning themselves. And you would still have motherfuckers in the pool with their mask on. Like they, yeah. they've literally got signs up to say, please don't wear your mask in the pool because it, you increase your risk of drowning. <laughs> Your, yeah. your risk of drowning is higher than your risk of catching COVID and dying from it. And people are still in these pools. And there were still reports of people drowning because they wouldn't take their masks off. Like, they, the fear porn yeah. was in, impressive. Yeah. And how, how into it people are. Like, I, they got kids on board. They got teenagers on board. They got parents on board with abusing their kids and, and putting it, like, setting them back years in their development. Like we don't even know if they're actually going to develop normally now. Like there's never been, I don't think there's ever been studies on covering up everyone's face for three years and seeing how your fucking kid turns out. <laughs> like, Oh my God. And it's just, they got everything wrong uh, on a scale. Like even for me is impressive. Nobody zero, zero people, 18 to 49. All right. Um, no, no kids under, you know, I guess that was 18 to 49, but, uh, zero to 18 also practically zero. Um, the masks didn't work. The vaccines didn't work. They weren't safe and effective. I mean, the, the safety of the thing. And the, the other thing we had in the stack today is this Jamie Foxx story. I don't know if you want to want to pull that up. I, I remember this. I mean, this happened like a month ago or maybe it was sometime in april a month and a half ago now where he was hospitalized yes. it's been a minute since he went in the hospital and they wouldn't at first they wouldn't say anything about it like they wouldn't say why what happened it was just he had he had had uh what a heart attack i don't even know if they would if they would ever actually say it was a heart attack they just said that he was you know being that he had been hospitalized um yeah they just say hospitalized dude there's so many fucking stories every week there's like somebody died suddenly and there's no cause of death given. They don't even say like, why don't they just say natural causes? But it's always somebody relatively young. You know, they're like 50 something, 40 something. Maybe they were an athlete. Um, and they're just, we like, were... yeah, they just, they just died and there's no explanation given. And this kind of, you know, everyone was, you know, everyone in our circle was sort of thinking, okay, yeah, this is probably because of the vaccine. And it turns out that, yeah, he was pressured into getting the vaccine to um, comply with this movie set that he's, he's shooting some movie and he got the vaccine and like a week later or something, two weeks later, he gets this blood clot in his brain that like he's, he's completely paralyzed and he can't see. It's just insane. Well, that, that, you know, talking about the, like the died suddenly stuff, I, we were, we were in the car one day and they were talking about, um, 
uh, I can't remember if it was when it was Ray Stevenson that um, was in Rome and the Punisher War Zone and been in a bunch of other stuff, or if it was when uh, Lance Riddick, who was also in a whole bunch of uh, John Wick movies and a uh, bunch of stuff, one of the one of those actors. But when they they just like died suddenly, and they said it on the radio, it was like such as you know so and so died suddenly at home. It's like um, like. When are they going to stop saying those two words together? Like, <laughs> that you would think that they would for these, uh, you know, propagandist spin artists. I know there's a writer strike on, but holy fuck! Like, you could find a different, you could find different language than saying "died suddenly" all the time. Because now, every yeah. time somebody hears "died suddenly," that's where your brain goes straight to of that. Course. Why like, would why wouldn't it? Yeah, um, and I know who you're talking about. He was. Uh, he, he was definitely in an episode of Dexter. He was like this hitman. Yeah, yeah. He was a British guy, right? And then he was, uh, oh, yeah. There was like a some like Rome show or movie that he was. Yeah, in. it was, it was yeah. called Rome was, on HBO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. There you go. He died. He died a few weeks ago. Uh, just again, and he's like, I think he's like 48, 49, like young, in very good shape, like, and just healed over. Like all kinds, you know, yeah. the, the frequency with which this is happening with actors, you know, knowing that Hollywood was very hardcore on the, you have to be vaccinated or you don't get work, uh, is kind of, it, it's unbelievable. So he was, yeah. Ray Stevenson, he was actually 58, but that's still like, Oh, was he? I mean, people, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty young. Um, and usually when you die, so it's like, yeah, you had a heart attack or something. Or they'll give you the reason for it. They won't be all secretive about it. it it's just another another indication. They're, they're tipping their hand that they're being uh, deceitful about this. The, the same way when they were re reporting all of the COVID deaths, they never gave you the age of the people um, because they didn't want you to know that this was not something you needed to worry about unless you were over 60 and like in really bad health which there were a lot of people like that. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, uh, the diet, the, the government food pyramid, things like that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's crazy that there's just no interest in investigate died suddenly. Like that's just the explanation. We're just going to go with that. Why don't we figure this out then? It's like, they don't want to know. So we're just burying our heads in the sand because God forbid it should be the, the vaccine that we pushed on everybody. Maybe it's right. not, but I mean, we've had a huge spike. Like, like you said, in that one pair, a 25% spike in, in cardiac arrest in young people that should not be having cardiac arrest. And it's like, well, a, a couple things happened over the last few years. There's like one or two anomalies. One is COVID and the other is our response to COVID. <laughs> well, and then there's, you know, you've got all the, 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 you know, big pharma stands that are like, well, there's no evidence that it's actually the, the vaccine that's doing this. It's like, yeah, because they refuse to research it. Like if yeah. if it's not, if you're that confident and you know that this is not the reason that these things are happening, dig into it. Find out. Yeah. Prove us wrong. Otherwise, you just add fuel to the fire that like your refusal to even look into it is damning yeah. enough on its own yeah, they just scoff at it they scoff at it and call you a conspiracy theorist. it's like well you know the conspiracy theorists have gotten everything right on this topic uh to begin with <laughs> and it's just it's covid par for the course like they just if it doesn't suit their narrative 
they're going to scrub it. I was surprised I could even find that article um, this late in the game uh, uh, from the Israel thing. I thought it was going to be harder to find. I thought they would have actually scrubbed that from the fucking internet. It wasn't much of an article, to, to be honest. Like, that was just kind of a synopsis of it. Uh, but give it a week. Yeah, you know, it's like they, they silence all the dissenters, all the physicians and, and doctors and things that were, you know, don't put people on ventilators. These masks aren't working. We're killing people. Uh, they were all silenced. And lo and behold, you have consensus among everybody else that you allow to talk. Well, and, that was and they like just we had, do that with everything. I think we had talked about it when the uh, when they were trying to get the FDA to approve the boosters, and because they had the emergency approval for the first two shots, and they were trying to get the boost booster approval, and so they had Pfizer reps, Moderna reps, and all of these like doctors and researchers and stuff from Israel, because Israel had at that time like almost eighty percent vaccination rate. Uh, and so like they're, they're doing all of this, getting all of these people in to talk about like, what's, what's actually happening with the place that's really pushed this and had the most success rate with it. And the, the FDA panel that was like overseeing this and going to be the ones who had to approve these boosters were asking a lot of questions and the Pfizer reps, the Israel, uh, rep, you know, researchers and scientists and stuff like they didn't have answers and the answers they had completely contradicted the actual statistics and, and data that they had provided to this panel. And at the end of it, the panel decided like shut, they did not approve the boosters at that time. Well, after that, four people on that panel resigned, including the head of the panel. And then two weeks later, it came back. They didn't like that one was live on Twitter or on uh, live on YouTube and everywhere else. Like I, I've got the whole eight hours of it still recorded. Um, it was live on YouTube. You could watch the whole thing. Four people resigned from that panel. Two weeks later, they come back, and it, none of it's public. It's like an hour and 45 minutes, and they approve everything. I, yeah, yeah. Just get rid of these people. And uh, I remember talking about that on the show because it reminded me of this episode of House where they were like, they, you know, they got the, the board together. And they were going to have a vote on whether or not to fire this guy. And two people weren't going to vote to fire House. And so he's just like, all right, I'm going to remove these two from the vote. Like, then you're like, I, I'm here's a motion to remove them from the board. And then they get removed and then they have the vote again. It's dude, it's fucking criminal what they what they got away with. And they did it right in front of our fucking eyes. And nobody seemed interested in it. It It's unbelievable. And I. It's just so fucking sad, man. All these people that uh, I, 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 Jamie Foxx, dude, Jamie Foxx is probably going to be a fucking vegetable for the rest of his life now. A uh, very talented guy. I didn't care for a lot of his movies, but I, I mean, he could fucking like sing and dance and play the piano and shit and act. Um, and now he's just a, a fucking vegetable because they mandated these vaccines. And by the way, I saw something the other day. I, I didn't have time to really look into this, but it, it sounds like a bunch of um, pharmaceutical like CEOs and, and uh, higher ups and shit got busted for faking taking the vaccine. Like they pay, they they uh, busted them for paying a bunch of money to get their names put on the registry for being vaccinated, and they work at like fucking pharma, like big pharma companies. And it's like, wow, dude, the president of the fucking company doesn't even want to take his own product. That should tell it, you something. 
isn't that isn't that impressive and kind of incredible like and you see that across the medical industry like doctors and stuff that um they have to give these certain vaccinations and they prescribe this certain stuff and recommend all of this stuff to their patients and everything and they openly say they won't touch the shit like if if your doctor won't touch it but they're prescribing it somebody's pulling the strings like other than good other than good health yeah. decisions well and what's scary now is that they're starting to come after the doctors i i know they're passing some of these some of these, these bills i think in canada where there was one there might have been one in, out in california where it's like if they don't if they don't tell you what the government tells them to tell you about covid or about any other disease like they will get stripped of their fucking license and so they have to give you this like government approved uh prescription for whatever diagnosis and prescription for whatever is ailing you or yep. they lose uh, their license california passed a medical misinformation act of some sort that puts together like a board that will oversee uh it effectively overseeing medical licenses in california and if you don't do exactly what the state of california says that you have to do and say what you what the state of california says you have to say then they'll take your license before this board and if you are found guilty of medical misinformation then they'll just strip your license and you can't practice in the state of california anymore yeah yeah and you know coming to a, a state near you if they keep this shit up it, it's so funny that it's california too because i always think of like you know those hippie fucking uh holistic doctors there's got to be a ton of them out there in california i don't know if they're maybe they're not licensed to begin with but <laughs> that was like san diego la like that was where you really saw the big hubs of the anti-vax parents like when there were measles outbreaks several years ago, back in, I think it was 2017 or 18, there was a big measles outbreak. And it was in like San Diego because all of these, uh, you know, super holistic moms were refusing to let their kids get vaccinated, uh, specifically the, the measles, uh, the MMR vaccines, like they wouldn't let them get it. And so you had like a measles outbreak in some of the schools and stuff back, you know, it's, it's been several years ago. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, like fast forward a couple of years and it gets completely flipped on its head. And those are the those are the people that are like the most on board with masking. You got to get your COVID shots, like yeah. get your booster, get all of it. Like, what the, it's what so happened? crazy. Man. <laughs> I think I honestly think it's all Donald Trump. <laughs> it's the only explanation. It's like, dude, if Obama was in office, um, you know, and he and he had like Trump's approach to it, then they would be anti-vaxxers. Even though Donald Trump is like pro-vaccine. He got, and he's grilled, he got about grilled about that at a recent um at a recent event. Somebody said asked him about the the side effects of the, the vax and stuff, and he doubled down on Project Warp Speed was a good idea. The vaccine was a huge success. There are no yeah. there's no like, side effects. Like, dude, if if you're yeah, gonna have any like chance, supporters, you're gonna have to yeah. drop that. The, the typical um, imagery of an anti-vaxxer is like a MAGA, you know, a, a MAGA extremist. And so they don't want to be that. And so they must be the other thing. And the other thing is like, just keep sticking needles in me <laughs> until I get a fucking blood clot. Uh, oh, well. Well, speaking of just keep on uh, 
sticking it to it until the whole thing finally dies a gruesome, terrible death. Uh, we've got a the death ceiling band-aid. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, if you haven't already, you should go check out the Substack. I wrote, I wrote like uh, maybe a week before they came to this agreement, which I, I think I probably predicted in there. Um, they've suspended it all together for two years. <laughs> well, not quite two years, a year and a half. Um, so they're, they're not even, they don't even have the balls to put a number on it. They're not like, let's raise it to 34 trillion. Let's raise it to 35 trillion. They're just going to spend as much as they can before January 1st, 2025. And then, the, and then they'll, and then wherever they are after that, maybe they'll pick a number ahead of it, dude. It's going to be, we're going to be at 38 trillion, I think by January, 2025. And then they'll put the debt ceiling in at like 40 trillion. That's my prediction. This is insane, dude. They got, they didn't get anything for what, for all of this fucking political theater and the back and forth and the default and the Republicans are trying to, you know, hold the country and the world hostage and all this shit. They got nothing. There are no cuts in here whatsoever. And of course, um, they call it the Fiscal Responsibility Act. That's my favorite part of it. Yes. Whatever the name of the legislation is, it's the exact opposite. All of those fiscally responsible Republicans that just uh, completely bent over and took it up the ass on the debt ceiling. Uh, no limit, no limit on Ukraine spending. No, uh, I think the military spending only goes up by 3% or something. They're freezing spending at current levels, which are astronomically high. Uh, we're running uh, over, you know, one and a half uh, trillion dollar deficits already. <laughs> Let's freeze it there. We're fiscally responsible. Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security, they're all uh, intact and bankrupt as well. Um, they're running the biggest fucking Ponzi scheme the world has ever seen. They're admitting to it, and nobody's calling them out on it. It's crazy. I mean, go through today. I think they got like 0.1% of GDP cut uh, in the rate of growth or something. Yeah, they're hiring fewer IRS agents. Is that All right. is that three fewer than the eighty six thousand that they hired last year, or like just, or was yeah, that a well, one time? Was hired, that a one time? I don't think thing? they've hired all eighty six thousand yet, so they're going to stop That's, a little shy of the. 86. Here you go, eighty five thousand nine hundred ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. These are the fiscally uh, conservative, responsible Republicans that really care about spending and deficits and debt. Give me a fucking break, dude. These guys are a fucking joke. They might as well not even put up a fight because it, it gives the, you know, it gives lemmings the illusion that this is actually like a thing. Like we have a process here and we're being fiscally responsible. Like, look, I, a couple of years from now, they're going to be like, I voted for the fiscal responsibility act. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah. Like you voted for the inflation reduction act. And you did like neither of those things actually do anything that they're supposed to do. They do the exact opposite. I, I just I can't stand these fucking games that they play anymore. And these fucking Republicans, dude, this drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. Like the Democrats are out there bragging about how they didn't back down to Republicans, and Republicans are out there talking about how they've, you know, uh, ensured that there's gonna they're gonna get something for raising the debt ceiling. It's crazy. They got nothing. They got absolutely nothing. They got the equivalent to me going into the ocean right now and spitting. 
they got that's a, what they accomplished. They they get to increase military spending by three percent. Like nobody, no no conservative views increased military spending as a win anymore. Like if this was twenty years ago, yeah, that's like we want you know you want to spend yeah, more on the military because we got to fight yeah. terror and we've got to you know destroy Al Qaeda. Blah 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 blah. blah. This is twenty twenty three. No, like nobody wants us to increase military spending. There's literally no motherfucker on the earth that wants the United States to increase military spending, other than than the people in Washington who that directly benefits their pocketbook. They just failed a fucking audit for like the fiftieth time, (laughs) and we're gonna give them more money. It's, dude, only in government. Only in government is this possible. It's what absolutely were, fucking ridiculous. What were the numbers on that? It's like the military has a three and a half trillion dollar budget and 61% of that they cannot account for. They can't account for it. They don't know where it is. Like they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. They, no idea. None. It, it, it's crazy. Like the numbers are crazy. Uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Lindsey yeah, Graham is not Lindsey a Graham person. Still that wants it. <laughs> Oh man, he's still compensating for his closet homosexuality with uh, being tough, military tough. Ah, oh, dude, it's crazy, man. It, it, nobody should fucking vote Republican anymore. They're fucking jokes. They're absolute fucking jokes. They're they're clearly just playing a role in this political theater. And if you don't see that by now, I, I just feel bad for you. They've I mean- they've raised the debt ceiling every single time. I made the joke a couple years ago that I was only going to vote for Democrats from now on because I think that'll expedite the collapse of everything. And, you know, you make fun of collapsitarians all you yeah. want, but it doesn't sound like a half bad idea right now because, you know, I have I have said many times, if it's going to happen, I would like it to happen while I'm still young enough and in fighting age. I don't want it to be a problem that my kids have to deal with. I want to be the one that deals with it. If voting for Repu- or if voting for Democrats from now on is the way that I get that to happen in the next five years instead of in the next twenty five years, then fuck it, I'll do what I got to do. I'll, I will do my part to bring on the end. <laughs> yeah, it will, and it just it gives them this excuse. It's like every single time these these government programs backfire. It's like, oh well, they weren't big enough. <laughs> like it's like, well, we only spent four trillion dollars on, on on fighting COVID. It just wasn't big enough. And it's like, all right, let's then just stop fighting it. Spend whatever you want and see how that goes. Put no limits on anything. Get rid of the debt ceiling. Why do we have it? Does anybody ever ask that question? Like literally every time they come up to it, they raise it to a higher level or like this, suspend it altogether. Like we have no idea how much money we're going to spend over the next year and a half. We can't even give you a target. I call it the debt target now. So let's just suspend it and see where we are in January. This is how they're running the country. Eh, okay. Why have it? We just get rid of it. Um, get rid of everything, every hindrance to government action, and and just see where we are, January twenty twenty five. Just just stop putting up a fight and stop pretending like they're putting up a fight because that's what gets blamed for everything. Every time there's a fucking problem, it's oh the the Republicans and their deregulation and their cutting spending and their cuts to this and their cuts to that. Nothing has ever been fucking cut. Nothing. National debt has gone up every fucking year. <laughs> it's like even when they're running surpluses, the national debt still goes up because they got all this off-budget accounting shit that they do. 
Dude, it, it's so goddamn ridiculous. So yeah, I think we should just get rid of just don't vote for republic. Like there should not be any republicans anywhere. Just stop doing it. They don't they don't do anything. Vote them all out. Oh, I I'm changing yeah. I'm completely changing my political approach from now on. It's, instead of it, we are, we are going to go like uh who was the last team that like deliberately tanked to to get a good draft pick? I think that's that's what we're taking the tanking <laughs> option from here on. Just yeah. Instead, of, instead yeah. of trying to win, let's try to lose as bad as we possibly can. Right. I, 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 like, you're gonna start seeing these Republicans come out uh, it, when it, whenever it's time for election. Whenever they're up for election, they're gonna start talking about balanced budget amendments, and they're gonna negotiate on the next budget with Joe Biden, and that's when they're gonna fix all these problems. It's always the next thing. We'll deal with it on the next one. And then then it's like, oh, we can't do it then because it's you know it's too important. But the only way you balance the budget is by not raising the debt ceiling. That immediately balances the budget because they can't take on any more debt. They have to start cutting things. But nobody ever votes for that. So anybody, any Republican that comes out there and talks about, oh, I'm uh yeah, I have a fucking plan to balance the budget in 10 years or something like that. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, and by the way, all of the cuts that Republican, the so-called cuts Republicans are getting are in like six to 10 years or something. They're never going to materialize. Never going to materialize. It's never right away. Uh, what's what's Sean's one, two, three plan? Interest rates and inflation plus 1%. Divide discretionary spending by two. Triple tax rates and fees. They'll never do well, any of that. I don't though. know. It would- yeah. It would be uh, it Triple would be effective. But, yeah, no, especially especially if Democrats have any say in things, they're never gonna they're never gonna do that. Number two, divide discretionary spending by two. No, no, it's it. We have to at least yeah. multiply that by two. Dude, if not, I don't even think Democrats could do that math. <laughs> now you're talking about actual like d- division and subtraction, multiplication. If you haven't noticed, these are not smart people. Uh, you know. <laughs> Did did anybody else see where AOC like put out a, a released a statement that there was a parody account of her like running around on Twitter and that it was not her and that you should rep- and that Elon Musk has even been uh, propping this person up by by retweeting them so obviously Twitter's not going to do anything about this and you just need to know that this is not me this is a parody account and the <laughs> and then the then the account came back and said and said. I'm going to put forth a bill to to ban all parody accounts entirely. Nobody should be allowed to <laughs> to do parody accounts. That the account yeah, ended up uh, whoever it was that was running it deleted the account because of death threats and stuff. Like but AOC's, uh, you know, AOC's uh, fan base is actually apparently a bunch of white supremacists and and uh, alt right like extremists because they were sending death threats to somebody running a parody account. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't you have to label it parody now? Isn't that one of the rules? You don't have to, but if you don't do it, then you're going to get suspended really quick. Like as long as as long as it's very clearly labeled as a parody, or you know satire or whatever, then you can kind of you can kind of get away with it. I think I've noticed that the way around that is if the the name of the account is long enough, the parody part gets cut off. And you have to like click on it to see the whole name. Another brilliant tactic. Yeah, but yeah, it is, in, in her defense, it is very difficult to 
to distinguish between parody and reality these days. Everything is Dennis. It's all Dennis. Yeah. All day. <laughs> all right, oh. What's up? What's an, I might go grab a cup of coffee here. Actually, I'm. I say, which, what else do you want to talk about? Because we are, uh, we did just get um, June kicked off yesterday. So that means we are now officially into Pride Month. I forgot to change, I forgot to change our logo. Well, it's colorful. We'll name the logo. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. Since we yeah. weren't talking about uh, the military spending, uh, I wonder if they're going to, if they're going to use that to, for recruit. I mean, and it, 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 to be fair, it is the Navy. Like, the Navy was always pretty fucking gay. It's not like yes. a, that's a surprise. We've been right? making fun of the Navy for being gay for forever. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is pretty funny. Somebody posted this like they actually did the meme. And the meme, for those of you that aren't um, seeing the video, it's like the Republicans and that has a plane dropping bombs and then it has the Democrat plane dropping bombs, but they painted it with a rainbow. So it's okay. <laughs> and the Navy has like the jet propulsion coming out of these planes is all rainbow colored. Now I'm trying to find it. I thought it was here in the, uh, in the comments somewhere on this, uh, on this post, they actually like, there was a, uh, a bomb like, that you know that they strapped to the that they strapped to the planes or whatever that had the it had the rainbow flag and everything painted on it it's like they they actually did they actually did the meme yeah yeah like you said everything is a fucking parody now it's it's so goddamn crazy and yes the u.s military there's something particularly hilarious about them getting on board with the i want to make sure i get this right 2SLGBTQIA plus agenda. Did I get that? Yeah. Nailed that's it. all that's all so, of the only, letters, numbers, and symbols. So far. So <laughs> <Today>. far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're going around bombing the bejesus out of half the world, but it's like, hey, we're we're very gay friendly. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh you dude. The, the whole month of June is just – I don't even know why they have a month for it now because it's, it's every day. We're just – we're getting an ass full of LGBT stuff, pun intended. Um, it's just – it's every single day. It's 24 hours a day. They're hammering you over the head with it. They're hammering your kids over the head with it. It was why this whole Target thing is like they've gone too far with it. They've pushed it way too far. It's in – retail stores it's at your coffee shop it's in the military it's in every sporting event it's like whatever your favorite pastime was has now been uh co-opted by the uh lgbtqia plus 2s in front of all of that agenda and it's did, just did you see did you see where major league baseball uh put up the rainbow flag pride uh, logo on their twitter profile yesterday and then took it down uh, like overnight I, they changed, apparently apparently there was a massive pushback from the players they were like stop pushing your agenda and putting that on us like yeah we are dude. we are not we are the ones who are taking the fall for you pushing that stop it like we're, we're not going to put up with it anymore and Good. they took it they took it down overnight and there's a 
a lot of companies that typically will change, you know, put some big, make some big display on June 1st or change their profile picture for the month to some rainbow bullshit. And there are a bunch that have not done anything this month. Like you've got in, uh, you've got individual entities that have done have that have done it, but some of these like big corporations have not touched it. Um, yeah, it's like, about fucking time, dude. It's so just despicable and pathetic, and pandering this pussy pandering that they're doing to score these virtue signaling points. It's it, it's just so fucking off putting. I, I can't. I don't even I can't find the words to describe how off-putting it is. But can't baseball just be fucking baseball? Can't Target just be a goddamn store? Like Gavin Newsom wants to put different aisle, like we need an LGBTQ aisle or something, or a transgender aisle. So you have the boys' aisle, the girls' aisle, and then I guess in between would be the the stuff for the trans kid. It's like, dude, just put the fucking stuff in the store and let them find it. We don't need all this stuff. It, Target should just be a store. Uh you know what Starbucks should just be fucking selling coffee. Stop with all this shit. Speak speaking of Target. Michigan economics professor boycotting Target is literal terrorism. You oh, know, I think right. I yeah. think what they did to Target in the summer of 2020 was literal terrorism. Boycotting <laughs> yeah, is yeah. A, a lot yeah, less uh, looting, looting and stealing from the store is perfectly fine. Where we draw the line is when customers refuse to go in there and shop. Uh, potential customers, I should say. Um, this is, yeah, again, like how do you parody? Serious? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this guy is serious, but this is just absolutely so ridiculous. They're getting very, very upset at people for not going into Target and spending their money there. At a big corporation who doesn't pay their employees a living wage, by the way. Um, that all seems to go out the window now. It's like if they put up a fucking pride thing, you better go in there and you better give them all your money or you're engaging in literal terrorism, apparently. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the people that actually uh, break down the doors, run inside and steal everything. Well, they're just, uh, I don't know, uh, Nothing better to do on a Friday night. They're expressing their frustrations. Yes, but they're expressing good their frustrations with systematic racism. And since ah, they're not yes. getting reparations, they're gonna they're they're just taking it back on their own. That's what yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is America, ladies and gentlemen. This is America. Now, by the way, one of the left's favorite tools has been engaging in the exact same thing. Uh, boy, like. Well, you know what? They don't even do it. They don't even do it themselves. They just fucking write letters to the advertisers, <laughs> to the companies that are advertising with like Tucker Carlson. Like they're not, they're, none of these fucking insane leftists have any fucking money to spend anyway. That's why they're so upset with capitalism because they suck at it. Um, and so it's not like they're shopping at any of these places but they're going to fucking get them to pull their advertising money because their their feelings were hurt. Well, that's like anytime they've like threatened a boycott or something, it's like, okay, let it play out. Like see what they see what they actually do. See how much these people actually because that that's the thing like whenever they would threaten a boycott um Chick-fil-A. Uh, Ch Chick-fil-A, yeah. Boycott Chick-fil-A, uh boycott who what was it? The NFL, like 
the NFL ratings didn't take a dip with any of the with any of the threatening by the woke mob over Colin Kaepernick and him not getting a job. When ratings took a dip was when they were actually pandering to that crowd. That's when that's when they took the ratings hit. Like yeah. you you you're you're catering to people that don't care, don't pay attention, don't actually give money to you, don't actually give time or energy to it. Like they're they are just there to be outraged. And as soon as they're yeah. done being outraged with this, they're gonna move on to being outraged with something else. And right. and, and they'll it's because it's no it's skin the only off thing that they can way. accomplish. It's the only thing that they can accomplish in their life is um, getting you to apologize to them, which is why you should not apologize for anything ever. Uh, take a take a cue from Donald Trump. Even when he's wrong, he doesn't fucking apologize. Uh, and you don't fucking don't give an inch to these people. It's not going to matter. It's just it's like a drug for them. They get a little bit of it and they don't want more and more and more. And they're just going to keep pushing the envelope until you tell them to go fuck off. Just tell them the fuck. It's amazing how quickly a fuck off um works in your favor go ahead write me a letter you idiots <laughs> it's fun for me i'll read it on the show i don't oh, give a shit <laughs> in, uh, in one of the group chats i mean they were talking about the guy that uh that was running the the alc parody account and you know uh deleted the account because of the death threats and stuff it's like i've had plenty of people threaten to whoop my ass do all this stuff and like I message or I I reply to them and say you know shoot me a DM I'll give you my address you're welcome to come whenever you want like, yeah. like I'm here I'm, I'm here waiting all day you know dude, just just come on I've never I've never gotten a DM like I'm a little bit it it hurts me a little bit that they that they won't follow through I I, I look forward to those to those messages and they just never come like yeah. these people don't have fucking spines they're not doing anything they're all talk. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. The keyboard warriors that have nothing to show for their life other than, um, yeah, being outraged at, at stupid things that are, are, are not outrageous at all. <laughs> and, um, they just, it, it's just such a weird impulse for me as like a fucking, I don't know, an adult, a man to just like, everything's hurting my feelings all the time. Like, it's just not going to be, I'm not going to be offended by anything. <laughs> even if I was, I wouldn't admit to it because I'd feel like a pussy. I don't even recognize that I have feelings most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the healthiest thing, but <laughs> it's just like this, this, I don't know why people feel empowered by telling everybody that they're offended by the, like the most, like the most inoffensive things. Well, you know, not having feelings as a guy is probably at least part of Joe Biden's problem. I don't know that he has a whole lot of feeling in his legs. And so that's yeah. why this. Yeah, Joe Biden took another tumble. <laughs> you got to back that up a little bit, maybe. That was bad. That was the, bit, the biggest spill that he's taken so far. At least that's he, been on camera. He points. Apparently there was like a, a little step down or something over here. And he, I think it's like, a sandbag. Or, uh, somebody literally sandbagged them <laughs> yeah there's some little black thing there and he, he he biffed it he biffed it good like completely fell down and dude i mean just imagine how much how many more times he falls and there's just no cameras around <laughs> you know what i mean like we see him fall pretty much every time he does a public appearance at one point like he's either on the plane off the plane walk into the state like 
he almost falls down every time. And that's just when the cameras are on for like an hour a day. I shouldn't laugh at Sean's comment, but I can't help myself. I'm a, I am a bad person at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, Sean, I thought he was going to go a different direction with this, uh, with the transition. I thought we were going to go to the daily wire and, uh, Twitter blocking or initially blocking the release of, um, what is a woman? I think that would have been a more appropriate transition to people being offended. Here's your article. Gosh. What is a fired woman? The Twitter head of trust and safety is gone after mistakenly banning the documentary. So um, the documentary was put out by the Daily Wire. It's uh, Matt Walsh, I think is the guy's name, right? Yep. So he did this documentary where he goes around and he interviews people on the street. He goes to universities. He interviews professors of uh, gender studies or some shit like that. He talks to doctors, physicians that are performing these uh, sex change operations on people. He talks to other doctors. He talks to a bunch of people uh, just sort of about the whole transgender thing, what it is and how they're dealing with it. And then he asks each of them, what is a woman? He sort of works the conversation to that and not surprisingly, he does not get, he never gets an answer to it. <laughs> it's like none of these people. Um, so that, that, that's the documentary. It's like an hour and a half long. And they were going to, you had to pay it. It was behind a paywall on Daily Wire. I guess you had to become a subscriber to see it. And they're going to put it out for free on Twitter. And this chick, Ella, Ella Irwin, um, who has resigned now, was trying to block them from doing that. And I guess that got back to Elon. He was not happy about it. He said mistakes were made and basically fired this chick, it sounds like. Well, uh, Matt Walsh put out a statement on Twitter. He was like, um, hey, we were you know, supposed to do this, and now we've been told that, our, that the deal to put out the documentary has been canceled. And, and Elon basically came in and was like, uh, no, that shouldn't have happened. And, yeah, it says, says uh, she's... T- she told Reuters that uh, she resigned from the social media company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a forced resignation, I'm sure. And I, I did see Elon came out and tweeted today. Uh, like he retweeted. So they did put out the put out the show, uh, the documentary. You could watch it. I, I think there was something there was debate on whether or not like it was going to get the right reach. And it was like if you followed the Daily Wire or somebody sent it to you. It would pop up in your feed or whatever, but if you did, you know, if you weren't seeking it out, you weren't going to be bombarded with it, which seems okay to me. I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, and then Elon came out and was like, "Everybody, every parent in America should watch this." I actually did. I watched it. Yet somebody else put it out. I found it. I just did a search for this uh, for the documentary on Twitter, and somebody else had put out the whole thing. And I, I watched it yesterday. Um, it was hard. I mean, it's it's basically what you expect. The some of the things that were the most disturbing was like this one. They had this one lady who had transitioned to a guy, and just like profoundly regretted it, and was like going into some of the detail. Like, you know, he had he said he had six inch hairs growing out of his urethra. <laughs> so they take a fucking arm skin. You know, they take a graft from your fucking arm and make a dick out of it or something. <laughs> It starts growing hair on the inside. 
uh, just all kinds of infections and just like absolutely miserable. And these, they're pushing it on, you know, on, on kids. And this one, they interviewed a, a couple doctors that were doing it. One of whom was a transgender woman who didn't seem to have any qualms about doing this to kids. And when I say kids, I think she said the, the youngest person was like 16, but that's still like really fucking young. Um, but yeah, the overall uh, message of the thing was like these people, they won't even define what a woman is. It's just, it's so goddamn funny. And they get so upset with him and he's being very calm in, in all of the interviews, you know, um, and he's not being like very disrespectful. He's just like, you can tell, like the questions are just like, yeah, they make you look like an idiot because this is an idiotic stance to take. And so people get like very upset with him. <laughs> and uh never gets it the, the only answer he gets is a woman is somebody who identifies as a woman <laughs> it's, it's like i don't know what fucking planet you grew up on but you don't get to use the word you're trying to define in the definition it's like how do you define like a a, a small dog it's like a, a regular dog only smaller it's like <laughs> Oh my God, these people are fucking, you would think for obsessing about this, um, they'd have an answer for what a woman is, but none of them did. They're like, oh, it's complicated. And it's like, whatever you feel and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, wow. So it's like the it, guy that said, uh, that said, no conservative can tell me what woke means. And then you've got like all of these people giving very, very yeah. well thought out, well-written explanations of exactly what woke means. And then the dude's just like going through removing all of those comments and hiding all of those comments. It's like you, nobody can tell you what a, what woke means because you delete every every definition <laughs> of woke from your timeline. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great yeah. It's so they they think you're dun they're dunking on us and it's just like no, we can tell you exactly what every one of your positions are and why they're retarded. And um, and here you go with just like the base the most basic thing. And you can tell that like even like the people on the street, just the average people, you know, he go to like these women's marches and things. He's like, what is a woman? And he'll ask, it'll be a group of like five or six chicks and they all identify as women, but none of them are willing to define what that is. They all just kind of look at each other and nervously giggle and then say they have to leave. It's unbelievable how afraid people are of this, uh, of <laughs> of the funniest looking group of people like they they walk around in costumes like some dudes wearing makeup and a, has a wig and a dress on like why why am i afraid of these these people they look like every day of their life is halloween <laughs> yeah it's just insane but yeah i thought there was a, a sort of much ado about now i'm glad that elon sort of corrected that mistake Everyone was giving him shit. It's like, dude, I don't know how many companies this I, this guy's got multiple mil, billion dollar fucking companies. I don't know how he does all this shit. Like, clearly he didn't make this decision. Uh, I don't. I don't think you go through everything that he's done and then make a, a decision like that. And as soon as he found out about it, he corrected it real fast. I, I do like how swiftly he's just like, "You're out of here. You're done." the way it should be yeah i mean if if he has a mandate that this is the way we're going to do things and people who are a part of that team are obviously not on board with doing it 
then yeah, fuck them, get rid of them. Oh yes, I forgot the reason for the the, the reason that lady didn't want to put it out was because it it, it misgenders people. Oh, misgendering yeah. is violence. Don't forget. Yes, yeah, misgendering is violence, and it's against the law, and blah blah blah. So it's just like, <laughs> um, I guess we just. I love how it only go like the gender affirmation thing only goes one way. Somebody pointed this out. I think it, it might have been, I forget where I saw it on uh, like an Instagram reel or something. This guy was talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, if <laughs> if I go into the doctor, I'm just like, I'm a man, but I want to be like a bigger man, a stronger man. I ask him for a little extra testosterone or something. They're gonna say no, they can't do that. And if I'm a woman and I go in there and I just like, ah, I want my breast to be like a little bigger. I want to be more feminine. Bobby, but can you give me some more estrogen or whatever? It's like, no, they won't do that either. But if you say you want to flip sides, they're all about it. Then they, they must re they must affirm that delusion. Delusion is definitely accurate. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. I mean, some of the the interviews that he would do, that Walsh would do, you know, he'd ask people, he'd be like, "Well, what if they wanted to like cut off their arm?" He's asking this like transgender person, and this guy was, I don't know if he was just playing dumb or he actually couldn't make the connection between what he was getting at and what this guy is doing, where it's just like, uh, I came in there, I identify as like a disabled person, I want you to remove one of my arms, and he's like, "Well, that person's mentally ill." <laughs> Like there's something wrong mentally, but I identify as a woman. I want you to remove my penis. Absolutely. Just <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. It is certainly an interesting time to be alive. Yes. Yeah. We, we live in the, in simultaneously the best and worst timeline. All right. I think we got through a lot of stuff today. I don't know if I had, I had a couple other funny things in there, I guess, but we're coming up on time hour and 10. So we've been going for a while. None of the other stuff was particularly pressing. It's stuff that we can we can talk about later on. Yeah, I'm sure Lori Lightfoot getting a job at Harvard will forever give us more material to make fun of her for. Yes. Imagine paying was was it cost to go to Harvard now like fucking sixty grand a year or something. something to go fucking, you have to look at Lori Lightfoot for like three hours a week and listen to her uh, insight on public health and whatever the fuck else she's gonna. Babylon about anyway <laughs> it's nice to know they're destroying these these once great institutions from the inside out now too every time a democratic politician goes out of office they either get a job working at a university or with some big corporation or with some big multi or, uh, you know mainstream media company like every single yep. time Yep. Oh, we're not running everything. We just every time somebody goes out of office, we put them in one of these institutions. It's like, but that's just coincidental. It's because of their it's because of their uh, amazing credentials. Because Lori Lightfoot did such a great job running Chicago, amazing job. Yeah, everybody was so pleased with her uh, with the job she did there. Yes, it's like, I mean, like I don't even know. Do you apply for the job at Harvard, or they just offered it to her? They probably just offered it. Like, hey, did you see what I did in Chicago? All right. Now, like, we when can put a gay, we can put an ugly gay black woman on the staff. We are going to meet like so many DEI criteria just by that one hire. Let's let's do that. Like, our social credit score will go up at least three times. What What do you got going on this weekend? Anything uh, you got to plug? 
Uh, actually, tomorrow morning, I'm going to, uh, my buddy Trey and I are going to talk about all of the anti-LGBTQ plus laws that have been passed in Alabama over the last year. It's a significant number. They're not particularly LGBT, anti-LGBTQ so much as they're in you know, like protective of children. But so we're going to talk about all of those tomorrow and kind of break them down and look at them. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow morning. Uh, that's that's all I've got going on in the immediate future. Oh yeah, and uh, Sean just reminded me that Fox Business canceled Kennedy's show. That was surprising. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Fox just wants to keep making terrible moves. But how long was that show on? That show was on for a long time. It was on for a while. I I think it was kind of a uh, along the Tucker line of things. Like she's flown a little too close to the sun on certain topics, and it was probably only a matter of time. Especially if they were willing to get rid of Tucker, then it was probably only a matter of time before they decided eight to years, get rid of her yeah. too. Yeah, I thought it was eight or nine years, something like that. Yeah, I I haven't watched it. In, in years, because I don't have cable anymore. But when I did have cable, I always recorded it. And she'd always have good guests on. I never really watched it for her. Particularly, like, if she had an interesting guest on, uh, then I'd, I'd tune into it. But, yeah, good, great libertarian show. And the only libertarian show, really. I guess uh, maybe Gutfeld kind of qualifies. But he's not nearly as... Uh, as good uh, on things as Kennedy was. So, yeah, that's too bad. We'll see what she does next. Her, Maybe her and uh, Tucker will team up. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that'll do it for this Friday afternoon. Um, I don't have anything really going on this weekend. I'm just going to relax a little bit. And uh, we'll, we'll pick things up again on Tuesday. We'll link to everything in the description if you want to. Yeah, maybe Tuesday. Justin doesn't like Tuesdays. Should we just do it Wednesday? <laughs> Tuesdays should be okay. It's just like every – it seems like every, every week Tuesday. something dumb comes up. It's like, all right, I should be good for Tuesday. Tuesday arrives, and it's like, holy shit, where did all this stuff come from? Like, so That's so fucking funny. Yeah, it reminds me of – I was in uh, – I was in – I think I, I was on a Greek island, and they're like, oh, yeah, every day there's a boat to – I forget where I was going. Santorini. And I'm like, all right, how about how about today? He's like, today there's no boat. <laughs> I was like, all right, how about tomorrow? Tomorrow there's no boat. <laughs> but I was like, well, when is he? He's like, every day. It was like a bad Abbott and Costello routine. Uh, anyway, yeah, in the theory, we'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you guys. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.